Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, and it is NFL Draft Week, which is one reason why we are doing this podcast a day early, Wednesday again this week. By we, I mean Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. You can check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I'm Ross Tucker. You can check me out on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. Played offensive line in the NFL for seven years and I'm fired up to talk to Steve about the NBA playoffs so far, about some of these NFL draft prop bets for tomorrow night, as well as NFL Week 1, and just get some early thoughts from Steve, not only on some of these NFL Week 1 lines, but also to get his thoughts on Triple Crown, Kentucky Derby, and what people should know about those bets. We, of course are presented by BetDSI.com. We love the folks over at BetDSI.com. They are really the ones that make this podcast go, along with you guys that go to BetDSI.com. Use the code Tucker15 for the free $15. I mean, the deal with BetDSI is you play, you win, you get paid. There's not a hassle with getting your winnings Go to BetDSI.com, use the code Tucker15 because there are a lot of things to bet coming up the next uh, few weeks here. Speaking of that, Steve, let's just start with the NBA playoffs. Uh, What you've seen so far, how the books have done, any trends that we should be aware of. Yes, the more overs than unders similar to the NCAA tournament. So that's, um, it's not been a preponderance of overs, but certainly more of them have been coming in. And I think the NBA has a problem, Ross. It has a competitive problem in that Golden State is so much better than everyone else and Cleveland so much better than everyone else in the East that there really is no drama until the finals. Have you been watching any of the action? I have. I I was especially watching it last week because I was getting ready to fill in for Dan Patrick. So 
I was all over it um, last week, but I've been paying attention. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's just Warriors Cavaliers every year, although I think, you know, you, there's something to be said for, I mean, I'll watch that. That'll be interesting, you know? I think it might not be a very long series. I am a firm believer. Well, my power ratings have Golden State 13 points better than an average team, Ross. I got Cleveland six points better. Um, the the number two team in the NBA are the Spurs. I only have them seven points better. So with Golden State with such a big advantage and with revenge against the Cavs from last year's final, I will make a bold prediction. I will predict a sweep if those two teams play. Wow. So is that um, built into the lines, Steve? Like, is how you feel about the Warriors, is that reflected in the lines for, that, for their much. games and their Pretty series? Pretty much. It, I've got them maybe a point higher than what the marketplace has them at, but you're certainly paying a premium. I think the first two games against Portland, they were laying 13, and even on game um, four, they that line closed eight and a half, so they're an eight and a half point favorite on the road against an above average team. So the market is certainly very much aware of how good this team is. So you can bet the actual games, you can bet the over unders, you can bet to win the NBA finals. How do you bet the series, Steve? Can you bet win in four, win in five? Is there like an over under five and a half games? Like, how does that part of it work? Yeah, so like it's like horse racing. You can bet the exacta, if you will. A, a team will win. You know, the Celtics will win in six games. The problem is, like horse racing, the vigorous goes way up when you try to bet into those pools. The house takes out a much bigger takeout. But the um, the pros will get involved with series bets, but they'll just bet who's which team is going to win the series. I've seen some wild swings. The Celtics opened up minus 500 to win the series against the Bulls. After the Bulls won two games in Boston, the Bulls were a minus 250 favorite. Well, Boston wins two games in Chicago, and Boston's back to a minus 500 favorite. Yeah, I think uh, Rondo getting hurt was not was not real good. Before we get to the NFL stuff, and there's a decent amount of things to talk about there. Uh, you mentioned horse racing. And I texted you this. I said, hey, let's, let's start to look ahead because not, uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday will be the start of the Triple Crown Racing Series, including the Kentucky Derby next Saturday. And I said, hey, let's, let's talk about that a little bit, Steve. And you had a really interesting text back to me that I, uh, that I wanted you to share with our, with our listeners. Sure, and it's a little bit politically incorrect, but I, for the most part, the advantage sports bettors I know, we, I hate to, to say it in this way, but we don't think much of the professional horse players. And the reason, Ross, is that it's so hard to win at horse racing for two reasons. One, the house takeout is so high, it's about 18%. Let's put this in perspective. In sports, Imagine, Ross, if instead of laying $1.10 to make a dollar, minus 110, you had to lay minus 150 on each bet to win 100. If you did that, then the takeout in sports would be comparable to what the takeout is 
in horse racing. It's just not fair how much money is taken out of the pools. And the second, and I consider this to be the knockout blow, when you bet on sports, you're you're locked into the line. So how often during our Even Money podcast have we laid two on a game that closed three and our team won by three and we won because we got in front of the line move? In horse racing, in the paramutual pools, you bet on the horse, you don't even know what the odds you're going to get. And so they'll tell you after the race starts, depending upon the late money that came in, what your odds are. To me, that is just ridiculous. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy a stock, but you, but I don't know what I'm buying it at. I get the price two days from now. Absolutely not. I refuse to, to even get involved. Wait, wait, wait. I've, I've bet horse racing. Is that right, that when you bet... You don't get the odds that you bet it at? That is that is correct. You get you might see the odds on the tote board, but you're not locked in. You get whatever it is when the race goes off into the um, into the paramutual. Now, it's true in the Kentucky what Derby. What does paramutual like, mean? Pardon me? What does paramutual mean? The paramutual pool is all the money goes in and the odds there are no odds that are set. It's all set after the race starts, they look at all the money that was bet on each horse, and then they calculate what the odds are on each horse. Wow. I mean, it, that's interesting. So why is it like that? Just because it always has been? Pretty much. And that way, the house doesn't have to take any risk. There's no – you don't need to hire any odds makers. You don't have to do anything because it all the, – the betters all – allocate the money and then you just take off your piece now to be fair there are a few books that offer look ahead lines on things like the kentucky derby like last year where they'll have like 40 horses listed and those are like sports bets that you you go ahead and bet on a horse 100 to 1 that's locked in but that's the exception not the rule that's few and far between and think about this ross as a professional horse player you see this all the time guys Pretending, I mean, they're they're saying they're professional horse players, and they give out exactas and trifectas. Now, think about this: Why, if you are a professional gambler, how could you possibly give that out to hundreds of clients to bet exactly the same thing into a pool, effectively lowering the odds that you're getting on your bet? That makes no sense that that person would ever do that if they are wagering any real money. Okay, so then what that means is if you are betting horse racing. What you need to know is that the odds are really not in your favor and you're really doing it um, for entertainment value, entertainment purposes, which is, you know, what a lot of for a lot of people, what what gambling is anyway. Um, But you're doing it for entertainment value. Just know that the odds are not in your favor. But I'm going to give you an out here for the Kentucky Derby and the three major races. They put up prop bets, Ross, where they match up one horse against another or even an over-under on the winning time. And those bets are fine, because those bets are offered at minus $1.10 big in each direction. So if you do want to bet on the Derby, find a horse you like, find a horse you don't like, preferably, and look for a matchup bet, and essentially make a prop bet uh, like you would betting on sports. And I'm sure BetDSI and all the major sports books have those uh, matchups. That's the way to wager on the Derby. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, bet DSI. Obviously, use the code Tucker15. All right. Let's get into some NFL stuff. Uh, with the schedule coming out, they have posted 
some of the lines for the week one games. I did want to get your thoughts first, though, um, Steve, on the prop bets. You know, they've got draft position for guys like Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Trubisky. How many defensive players in the first round? How many offensive players? How many quarterbacks? How many running backs? How many Alabama players? Just all kinds of prop bets related to the NFL draft, and a lot of them can be found at betdsi.com. It's actually what Evan Silva and I talked about on the Fantasy Feast podcast, Steve. My question is, how good are those bets? From an odds perspective, you know, over time, how good are those odds for people? What, what, what's the math there typically? Uh, it's the same as sports betting. So you're laying a dollar ten to make a dollar, and then the line gets adjusted on things. You can find some great bets. Example, this year in the draft, they opened up a number of running backs taken in the first round, two and a half. And the reason the number was so low is that the book on running backs in the first round is just don't do it from recent years. Hey, running backs, just plug another guy in there and he can get it done. But the success of Elliott with Dallas has changed the philosophy around the league. And you have three very good running backs, and I think they're all going to get taken in the first round. I think um, Fournette's going to go in the top 10, clearly. McCaffrey's going to go in the top 20. And by all accounts, Cook is going to go in the first round. So if you bet running backs over two and a half, that started out like minus $1.40 on the over. And now the latest I've seen is like minus 300. So you can see what a great bet that was to play over. Because uh, we're going to see three running backs more than likely taken in the first round. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think certainly Fournette and McCaffrey. I think Dalvin Cook is the one that's up in the air because of his medical issues and some of the off-the-field issues they have. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I, I think two and a half is actually the right, the right line for it. But I'm looking at, like, McCaffrey, right? Over nine and a half is minus one fifty. Under nine and a half is plus one ten. I really don't like that part of it, Steve. You know, I, I I mean, this sounds like I'm a novice, and I am, I guess, but I don't like the how they change the you know the odds. I just like I wish there was the over or the under, and they set the line, and then didn't have the extra. You know, you have to bet this to win this. Yeah, what they should do, Ross, is they should move it to 10.5 because they're getting money on the over and then 11.5. But they're, they've got too much work to do, and they don't want to go through team by team which team needs a running back, and they're afraid of getting middled that people are going to bet McCaffrey over 8.5, and, and then they'll come back and bet under 11.5. So you're right. They changed the VIG, and it looks ugly staring at like a minus 200 and a plus 155, and you just don't want to get involved. But, you know, um, clearly – I would say no. I can't imagine someone's going to take McCaffrey in the top eight or nine. So I would lay the vig and say over. And he sh- it sure looks like he's a mid-first-round pick, don't you think? You know, who knows? I mean, the, the, the more people chatter about it, the more it sounds like maybe he does go higher. So that's the thing. I, you know, I actually talked with um, a guy on the Fantasy Feast podcast who helps to set the lines and – you know they're they're just doing the best they can based on the information that's you know the reports. The it's a very tough thing to put odds on because you're really just going off of mock drafts and 
what some of the insiders say and what sort of the consensus seems to be about it. I think it's really, I think they're really fun and interesting bets, though. I, I kind of feel like, um, I kind of feel like making some of the bets for these guys. It just, it, it's going to make the first round even more interesting, you know, if you have something on it. I, I think it's pretty cool. I'm glad that they have them. You know, I saw one on Mixon. Where will he go? First round, I think it was plus 180. Second round was minus 180. And then a uh, big number, any, and rounds three on. And to me, it sure seems like a virtual lock that he's going in the second round. I can't see an NFL team going out on a limb and taking him in the first round. But I also can't see everyone passing on him on the second round. What do you think? I would agree. I don't think he will go in the first round. Um, and I do think he goes in the second, but I don't know. You know, I mean, I, you know, we've seen other guys fall because team. Here's the thing I always say: if you don't know why a guy's falling, it's because either the medical or the character. You know, which is stuff we don't have access to, so it makes it really, really tough. What's not as tough, although I guess it is in its own way as well, Steve, is. The week one betting lines, which are out as a result of the schedule being out. Now, typically, we talk about, you know, the earlier you can bet these lines, the better, because they get sharper as we get closer. But you're also doing it without access to a lot of information. Do you bet the lines now? Do you feel like it's a good time to bet the lines now? I think it's a great time. I think if you do your homework ahead of everyone else, you can just get some fantastic bets throughout the summer on the NFL. All right. So, so you bet as uh, basically as early as possible because that's when you're going to get the best lines. Exactly. And I made a bet on the opening night NFL football game, for, for example. Well, let's talk about that then. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about just the primetime games week one. And an early look at what you are, uh, what you're thinking for those. Um, if you look at that first game, week one, um, what are you showing for the lines? So New England opened minus seven, total forty nine. Number has gone up to seven and a half in most places. Money on the Patriots, and I agree with that money. What's the line again, Steve? Uh, Patriots my seven and a half hosting Kansas City. Wow, and and you're taking the Patriots. I laid seven with the Patriots. The I went back to my power ratings end of last year. I had the Patriots nine points better than an average team. I had Kansas City three points better. Kansas City did go twelve and four last year. In my opinion, Kansas City's ripe for a little regression. I mean, they're a solid team, but. I don't. They're not a twelve and four team, and they're they're the they're a nine and seven, ten and six sort of team that had things go their way last year. I don't see an upside for them. I think we saw it in the playoffs when they struggled mightily at home against the Steelers, the same Steelers that just got run out of Gillette against New England, and I think New England will be even better next year. I think their offense is going to be even better, and. Their home field's worth about four points. I think New England's a good touchdown better than Kansas City, plus a huge home field. Opening night, the Super Bowl champions have done very well, straight up and against the spread. I, I still think it's cheap, New England. 
Let's get to the Sunday night game. And you must love New England because you don't like usually giving seven and a half like that. So uh, that's good to know. How about the Giants at the Cowboys like seemingly every other year, Sunday night? Yes. And by the way, New England 16 and three against the spread. I never would have thought that that would be possible for a dynasty team to, to do that well despite point spread tax. But the markets never give them enough credit. Uh, Giants, Dallas, you're right, Ross. I normally look to play the underdog. I'll certainly play the underdog here. The, uh, I don't have all the specifics, but I know that Dallas is secondary. Absolutely gutted here during the offseason. And frankly, their defense kind of held together by Band-Aids in many ways last year and a great ball control offense. So I think their defense is going to be much worse this year. The Giants were much improved last year. The Giants beat Dallas twice last year. And they're catching six, and I'm not even confident Dallas is going to be better than the Giants this year, not to mention they don't have a big home field in Jerry's world. Giants plus six, I am confident that number is going to come tumbling down. Yeah, I I like that line a lot. I I would be on the Giants on that one as well. Um, All right, how about Monday night? The New Orleans Saints with their running back, Adrian Peterson, are playing at the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I don't really see any difference between these two teams. So you give me three and a half. I um, I know New Orleans has historically not been a good road team. But, hey, the weather will be fine in September. And because of that. Especially well, in a dome. Me, um, get, pardon me? Especially oh. in a dome in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to snow in Minnesota in the dome. Thank you, Ross. Uh, yeah, that tremendous. Although Minnesota does have a huge home field advantage in that dome um, with all the noise. So maybe you can make the case if we got two equal teams that home field's worth three and a half. I actually think New Orleans is slightly better. So I like New Orleans a little bit plus three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I guess that line makes sense. I can see that. What about um, the Los Angeles Chargers, the L.A. Chargers at the Denver Broncos. I would lean to the Broncos. Um, I know that Simeon got hurt big time last year, and I don't know if they're um, if he's going to even hold on to the starting position or whether they're finally going to get a plug in their um, their big draft pick there to take over. Um, However, I've got a proven commodity Denver off of a bad year. And I think that San Diego, 19 players on the injured reserve last year, they're going to be much better. However, the distractions, we saw it with the Rams last year. They're probably still keeping their homes in San Diego. They're commuting to Los Angeles, probably most of the players renting places out. I just think that it's going to be too much of a distraction for this team, and it's probably going to train wreck their season. So I would only look towards Denver minus four us. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that uh... – I think that's probably the way to go. Although, I don't know. I think the Chargers might surprise some people this year. Should be interesting. Um, we'll talk, continue to talk about these lines moving forward. I think the week one lines, the early week ones, really interesting. Maybe we'll get into the rest of the week one action next week since we're talking, Steve, about how valuable it is to, to place your bets early. Maybe we can get into the rest of the week one lines next week. We'll continue to update you on the NBA playoffs and, and maybe there are some good prop bets for the Kentucky Derby next week that we can give you. Or I know Steve, you're such a big horse handicapper and you're, you're so into the ponies that um, 
you can give us the insight next week. I'm kidding. I know it's not a smart bet. I get it. I get it. But the there's main, also a lot of people that want to bet the horses because that's what they do. You know what I mean? Ross, in the meantime, I think we should lock in our Giants plus two. I'm going to put a two-star on it. Let's make it a best bet. Line, Giants plus six, you said, right? Yes. Two stars on the Giants plus six. Make it a best bet, right? Yeah, I like the it. Try. Nice. All right. Our first bet in a while, Giants plus six. I like it. Um, all right, well, hope everybody makes some money. That'll do it. You guys know where to go to place your bets. It's betdsi.com. Make sure you use the code Tucker15, betdsi.com. It's an absolutely, absolutely great place to be able to place your bets and win. Other than that, We'll be back next week. Check him out on Twitter at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money on the draft tomorrow night. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.